you fall in love and you're lucky and you happen to be that minority that finds the love of your life uh-huh and statistically no like statistically someone's gonna cheat we've got instagram we got tinder we got all this bs that's like catered to lying to somebody or catered to finding quick love right, right, and right. not what you work for so suppose you you get by all that and you find the love of your life and you guys are down for each other and nobody lies and you make it so you're old and gray which is beautiful eventually somebody has to die that's like the truth of human life somebody so has to so die you don't survive love you don't survive love but you know what though if you keep that in mind then today you might not cheat if you know that tomorrow's your last day then today you might not be a jerk today you might be authentically yourself today you might confess something if you know that tomorrow it could be all over wow Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. As always, we encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review us on whatever digital platform that you are choosing to listen to podcasts on, whether that be Apple, SoundCloud, Google, YouTube, Amazon, or whatever it is that you do on Spotify. Please go and do that. Look, man, I'll jump straight into it. The reason I chose the intro for today's episode is because it is Valentine's Day week by the time you listen to this episode. And it's for all of the lovers out there. It's for all the optimistic people out there that still believe that they have a chance to find the one. It's for all those hopeful romantics out there that unfortunately (laughs) live in this day and age where being a hopeful romantic can lead you to severe depression um damn <laughs> Sorry, so so um with with all that being said um yeah uh that's pretty much the only thing i have to say about that i don't think that we're going to focus too much on love in this episode but shout out to jesse reyes and you know laying down some some in, uh, insightful little quotable in my opinion and um I don't think it was anything listening to her music, you know, that she can come up with that kind of stuff. So she's sort of an old soul. I kind of respect that perspective. Uh, Don't think it's anything that a lot of us don't think in particular, but Hey, it's, it's good to think about those type of things in regards to uh, we always say on this episode, you get so far just simply being kind. And it's, it's, it's good to put it into Get put it in that way. It's like, well, it's not only good to be kind, but it's good to be remembered that way too. Because you can go tomorrow, and when you go tomorrow, do you want to be remembered as this extremely shitty person, or do you want to be remembered as a polite, kind person that, you know, made somebody's day better? Whether you are looking at that person, you know, seeking uh, love interest or just just trying to make that person's day better. You weren't the person that closed the elevator on them when they were late for work. You kept the elevator open when they were coming and. They made it on time. Just saying. That's important. That is very important. <laughs> but also, when you see somebody holding that elevator for you, you got to do that little shuffle. You, you got you to do the little pick up the pace shuffle. Don't don't continue walking at the same speed. Hey, unless you hold this shit in your hand, and you don't want to drop it. But yeah, it is. Once again, it's it's that reciprocation. It's like it's like when, when a car lets you cross the street, you got to shuffle a little bit. Don't Don't walk slow. Shuffle a little bit. <laughs> People be assholes about that shit at the grocery store parking lot. Do they really? Yeah, in Houston, they be assholes about it. I ain't gonna lie. Like sometimes I'll be, yeah, it's kind of annoying. 
Have you ever seen somebody that won't leave their spot because for whatever odd reason, like you're waiting on them to get that spot and they won't leave? What do you mean? Like, like all right, let's say some I see somebody loading up their groceries and shit, and it's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm gonna get this spot. So I turn my blinker on. I'm gonna wait on them to get that spot. And they like get in the car, they take, they do everything to take their sweet ass time to get out of that spot. A pet peeve of mine, I'm gonna be honest with you, when it comes to parking lots and parking etiquette. I've never been that person to do that. So I've never in my life dealt with that. Like, well, you're, not a, a, you're not a lazy motherfucker, though. <laughs> See, me, no matter what I'm driving, unless it's cold and cold and the wind is blowing yeah, or it's raining. Yeah. It can be cold, fine, but cold and the wind is blowing or it's raining. That's the only time I'm really trying to get super close. Other than that, man, I park in the back and, and go ahead and walk. Because by the time I circled three or four aisles, I could have been and walked and been in there. Could have been and walked in it. And that's my philosophy on the parking lot. Like, I'm going to find one, I don't like parking by people because in my vehicle, and just historically for me, people love to hit my, my car door. So, you, nigga. Oh, <laughs> <the> car door. <laughs> oh, you thought you I said car? <laughs> you talking about me. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Little dings. Little things that I know could be avoided, and I don't park next to people if if I can help it. So I, I don't mind. I'm either gonna park by, you know, I'm, I'm gonna park pretty far. I'm not gonna lie. One of my one of my homeboys got on me about that. He was like, "Man, you be parking like an old person, bro. You don't be more, you be parking far." I'm like, "Hey, man, people are terrible when it comes to just just vehicle consideration, dog. Like, don't just have your kids just opening the door like a fucking wild animal." Because kids don't give a fuck. They don't understand the value of anything. Like, literally, they understand the value of nothing, and they don't give a flying fuck about it. They ain't trying to understand the value. Have we done hold music yet this year? Nah, it's been a minute. All right, it's time for some hold music. Oh, okay. Fuck. Just, see what they, they did that shit because they didn't think anybody was in the car. But yeah. that's what I mean, bro. That's some cold shit, dog. That's rude. Like, like even even me, like if I'm getting like if, if, if me and Young P Town riding around doing some gangster shit, you know, yeah. I get out. I'm hey, let me open the door for you because I don't want you just slanging my shit open. Straight up, though. And I'm not going to slang my shit open. Nigga, I will barely crack my door, and I will shimmy into the car so I won't hit your door. But a lot of people just don't give a damn. Bruh. Common fucking courtesy. Common decency. That's all. Be a good fucking person. Simple consideration. When people not looking, still be a good person. That's, that's, That's what a good person is. A good person is that person that does the right thing when people aren't looking. If you only do the right thing when people are looking, you're probably not a good person. Probably not. Got to remind people of that often. I'm going to repeat myself. When nobody's looking, except God, (laughs) that's when you should be doing the right thing. As well as when people are looking, that's fine. But if you only do it when people are looking, you're probably a shitty person. And you deserve it for the show. 
Yeah, and you deserve. It. That's that's why we don't. That's why I don't like when I see people giving money to people on camera. Um, shout out to the guy that sent the dude. I think I think he was in Arizona. I'm not sure. He sent the guy to the Super Bowl, and um, he gave him a thousand dollars in the Super Bowl ticket or some shit like that. I'm like, that's cool, but you ain't had to film this, bro. It just felt so <laughs> weird. It just felt so weird. <sighs> Humanity, the lack of it, just disgusts me. It's 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 it it is what it is. <laughs> unfortunately, we know what to say about it at this point. It just is what the fuck it is at this point. Very very unfortunate that it is what it is. And what has been going on this week? Well, just take it that. I guess we just dial it back since we're just rambling. Well, shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, they drunk ass quarterback. Um, <laughs> you said give away the trophy. <laughs> I'm like, bruh, that's not what I expected when I was like, the caption was like, like I, saw, I heard the song. I'm like, he, that's not what he about to do. He not about to do that. He about to stumble or something. This nigga gave the Super Bowl trophy away and walked off. Was it MVP trophy or Super Bowl trophy? Super Bowl trophy. Damn. <laughs> I'd have been scared if I was that dude. I wouldn't even want to hold that home. They could have tackled me. Yeah, hey, they you, they somebody come get this. Yeah, I'm good on that, dog. That, that's, 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 is that worse than Brady tossing it from boat to boat? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, because, I mean, if it falls in the water, somebody got to dive in there and get that. At least yeah. this person's on land. I can say, hey, come get, come, let me get that back from you. you can't I mean, have it. the profession that they're in, catching is a pivotal thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember who he threw it to, though. I got you, dog, bullshit. No, I, I actually forgot about that. I forgot what somebody was saying. I mean, it was like, yeah, this nigga maybe, maybe Tom Brady's just good enough where he can just throw shit in your hands and you not even be trying you to gonna catch it. You're going to catch that hole. You're not even trying to catch it. You can't catch a Brady pass. You can't catch. <laughs> he he put it in. He put it in your hands. It's like, that's the gift. Be that's like, damn, have y'all seen my keys? Tom, you seen my keys? Damn, he threw them shits right in my hand. <laughs> right in your hands. Didn't even think you, of- you didn't even have to clutch it or nothing. They just landed in your hand. Damn. Thanks, Tom. That's tough, man. That's tough, but uh, well, like I said, that was cool. I mean, I I definitely had um the Chiefs winning, um because I just didn't. But I mainly but had the Chiefs winning because I didn't believe in Jalen Hurts. But Jalen Hurts did what he needed to do, so he definitely shut me up. Um, I still don't think that he did anything outside of what I believe he can do. He still hasn't shown me that he can. That he's a passer. He's just he he's he's Lamar Jackson. He's Justin Fields. Um, he's Michael Vick. He 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 can get it done on the ground. He's not gonna get it done in the air. It's that simple. Uh, but fortunately for him, that's all that matters. He, he getting it done. I mean, he had he had a couple of of, of thirty plus yard passes, like three of them, I believe. Not but you know, I don't I don't see ever like all right, two minutes putting the putting the ball in Jalen Hurst's hands, and you got to throw our way down there. He ain't doing it. I don't you gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta hit the flats. You, you gotta get it to the sideline. Even with the receivers, he has, he has some damn good receivers. Very all season. And, and like, and like I said, at the, at the point, it's like either Jalen Hurst is gonna be the MVP both ways because he carried this, he carried the team like, or that that second fumble that they said wasn't a fumble. I was like, oh, this guy too. Two defensive um, scoop and scores. He got to be the MVP. 
they called it back. And then Pat, 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 Jordan, young Jordan did his thing. Yeah, flu game. Bruh. That <laughs> you see the you see the clip where, where they got the turkey leg and they shake it and the meat just fall off. They say that's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Damn. Hey, they shot that boy up. They had to. Had to. My, my homeboy that, that you saw the Eagles fan, he was like, NFL got looking to that shit. That ain't right. Like, you can't just be going on the sideline taking drugs, bro. And then I'm like, but shit been happening though, bro. They all do it. I mean, that's that's. I, I mean, they they saying Gary Payton Jr. is bringing it to the light with his situation, but that's what they do, man. These they these are professional athletes playing at the highest level, and a lot of times, what's coming off that bench is average or less than average at this level. This guy is gonna perform better than him at seventy five percent. I'm drugging him up. And that's why at the end of the season, you see, oh, this person going to go have surgery. This person going to – even in oh, the yeah. NBA to a certain extent, right, I'm, I'm going to go have surgery now. Yeah, yeah. Well, well during the offseason, you know. I'm, I'm thinking that's why Aaron Jones is t- taking less money. He's either taking less – I don't know why he's taking less money, but he's probably hurt. He probably knows his time is coming. And he's like, I'm not going to be able to give you all nothing anyway, so. You know who else time is coming? You'll know who else time is here. Who? Ezekiel. I know, man. It's, I mean, we don't want to get too that far down this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's not do that. Let's not do that. I just, are they gonna are they gonna resign Tony Pollard? Like, he, he, what are they gonna? It was he can leave, right? Yeah, he can leave. I okay. think I think he might even follow Kellen Moore to to the Chargers. I think that's a possibility. Hmm. Hmm. Because I, I, a lot of the sports talk have been talking about um, Dallas dra- drafting um, B. John Robinson out of UT. I heard he's going to the Baltimore Ravens. They could use two running backs. They could use <laughs> one solid running back. <laughs> Anyways, moving right along. Look, man. I think it's an issue that this nursing degree thing isn't ta- being talked about more. Um, I didn't think about it until I saw that video and I was like, bruh, she's right. In the midst of the pandemic, when people needed top of the line care nationwide for the most part, because I don't think that this is specific to Florida. I think this is a, a nationwide thing where, I mean, I think it's no different than PPP, um, with the amount of nurses out there that just just popped up, you know, like I, I think it's a lot of nurses out there that probably can't even read. I mean, is that new though? <sighs> That's the scary part. Have we been? To, have we gotten to the point where nursing is the same as teaching almost? Because like we know for a fact that the education system. I I believe 75% of the teachers or more on any given campus shouldn't have their jobs. And that has to do with their own education level and psychologically. I think some of the students at these schools are probably smarter than teachers. I think the bus drivers are smarter than some of the teachers. But didn't we realize that when we seen all these nurses on TikToks 
in, in tight scrubs and dancing while people are over there coding. Like, bruh. Cause I, I mean, mean, I mean, I feel like we talked about that, like teachers being in in the in the classroom and they're they're filming their kids act up and stuff like that. It's like, where's your priorities here? Like, if you got time to shoot a TikTok, then you know, you're and especially in those roles, you're in a life saving role. And I get it, you know, there's some downtime. I know a bunch of nurses is like, you know, hey, I'm not I'm not doing shit right now. You know, let me get on social media and act my age. I get it, but a lot of y'all ain't acting y'all age. <sighs> that opens up another conversation that fast maturity i would say the maturity level of both of those professions have seen an all-time low especially teaching i mean it baffles me the people i don't knock people that love tiktok i, I get it um i still i'm still of a, of a sound mind that most of social media is for children and when tiktok first hit the scene for me i'm like this is this is definitely a child's app. I can see why children like this app. And whenever I go out <laughs> and I just happen to just, my nosy meter clicks on, I just can't happen to glance at a kid's phone, they're most likely on TikTok. Snapchat is too boring for them. Only old people use Snapchat. Kids are definitely not on Facebook. IG is more of a... Uh, upper high school college kid thing, if anything, and then you know above. Somebody who's actually kids. having experiences. Yeah, I don't think a lot of I don't think a lot of the younger generation really gives a damn about Twitter. It's probably too sophisticated for them. As crazy as that sounds. Too much reading. Yeah, yeah, too much reading. Those what are two hundred twenty characters? Two forty. Two forty. That's crazy, man. I mean, I can't sit here and act like. I don't see the younger generation doing some questionable things with, with the way they text and the way they talk. Like mm. uh, somebody was telling me the other day that it's pretty much gotten to the point where schools are really on the verge of eliminating pencils and paper. So you're going to catch a generation of kids in the next decade or so that you're going to be like, your hand, why is your handwriting so terrible? It's like, well, should I, I'm just now teaching myself how to write. Just like a lot of these kids, they can't even read a, uh, they can't even read a clock. Can't read an analog clock. My brain just went that blank. I couldn't even think about what <laughs> what, what the clock was because all I do is look at digital clocks. And, but, it, and, um, it, and it's funny because I got a setting on my watch where it gives me an analog clock because I realized too that I started to struggle reading the analog clock, and I was like, let me keep my watch on this watch face so I will get back into the practice of reading the analog clock. And you mentioned like, you know, going away from pen and paper. And I realized that probably two years ago, because like, man, I especially for work, you know, I'll jot in these notebooks, write in these notebooks, this, this and this. And then I wouldn't be able to like I would be able to. But it takes some searching to go back. It's like, all right, what is it? What, what, what was these notes at? What date was this, this, this and this? And then it's like, oh, OK, this notebook is full. I need to go buy another notebook. So like two years ago, I was like, let me just buy this app on my ipad that's a notebook and i can search keywords and you know have all these things at my fingertips rather than oh, okay that was middle of september all right, let me go back and look at those notes like okay cool this was about risk ids or whatever and i can type that in it's like oh, okay cool here here's my notes two things one of my the favorite one of my favorite clocks in my house is a is an analog clock but as I'm sitting here thinking, is it an analog clock? What do they actually call a, a clock? With it's a 
it's 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 a two hand clock. That's what, it, that's what it's called, analog right? Analog and digital, right? Analog and digital, right? I said I don't even think I confidence. heard it called analog before. That's why I was like, hold on, is it really analog? I thought it was called a two hand clock or a hand clock. But my, my favorite clock in my house is a hand clock. It looks like a looks like a bike. Um, second thing, an is, analog clock is a clock or a watch that has moving hands and usually hours marked from one to twelve to hmm. show you the time. Didn't know that. I never call. I've never called it analog. I ain't gonna lie to you. But it oh, makes really? sense because it's the opposite of digital. Yeah. The second thing, all this time I've been sitting here, I've been seeing you write on this show. I never realized that that was a stylus in your hand. I always thought that you was actually writing. That's a stylus, isn't it? Little, little Apple Pencil. Wow. I never noticed that. Yeah. But, so you're not even writing yourself? You're just clicking stuff? No, I'm writing. Oh, interesting. Gotcha, gotcha. I never. I thought you were writing, like writing, writing, like on paper. But um, that's okay. So if kids are doing what you're doing, that's not bad. No, I'm, I'm down with that. That's cool. It's it kind of. I don't think it gives you an honest interpretation of what your handwriting is when you actually have a pencil, though. But you seem like you have good handwriting. Yeah, yeah. Still baffles me that if I'm not mistaken, you're writing with your right hand, right? This is correct. Yes. That shit is crazy. It's the one that I seen you shoot basketball with your left. And when and when I go to eat dinner tonight, I'm going to use my left hand to hold. That is crazy, man. That is crazy. But it, I guess it kind of makes sense. I never really paid attention to what my son does, like, outside of... Because I know he writes left-handed, he shoots left-handed, but I don't know if he uses the right hand for anything else. Mm-hmm. And look at that next time. <laughs> it's just your uh, son. Just, yeah. <laughs> hey, I have the right to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, no, but, like, seriously, man, like, if we're going down this road in society where... We're limiting or we're erasing some of the basics it takes to just function in normal society. It's scary to think where certain professions are going to be in 20 years. <laughs> I don't want my nurse having to look at her notes in order to do something. <laughs> Pull up a YouTube video. What are you doing? Like, uh, I'm just I need I need to look at these uh these Quizlet note these note these notes. I'm like, you, you don't know this? Didn't you graduate for this? Uh. <laughs> Bro, it's it's so weird because people just don't want to do work. This might be another whole music conversation. I don't know. I feel like your average adult should be up by 7:30 a.m. at the latest. Yeah, I think I think uh I mean depending on their work schedule they should be up by 7:30. Anybody that wakes up on average like around 9:30 10 o'clock, they have to be unemployed or you work the night shift. Yes, yeah, you work the night shift. Then I'm not looking for you to wake up till noon 1 o'clock. Exactly, it's perfectly reasonable. I mean but yeah, that dude is. I mean, New York motherfuckers are a different breed from what I've encountered. They might look at us like we're weird, but uh, but from what I've encountered with these East Coasters, they're a weird bunch. 
very weird bunch. Anyways, <sighs> again, the maturity level of people, men and women alike, of getting your shit done shows a level of maturity to get your shit done. And and to walk it back, because this is something we briefly touched on, saying that women mature faster than men doesn't tell the whole story. It doesn't tell the whole story, and it also is more bullshit propaganda that society has peddled upon us for, for decades. And Hold what on. it does... Ladies and gentlemen, this is a new segment that we like to call We Choose Violence. Oh, we... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, been, it's about to get worse now because we've got all the rest out and now I'm feeling comfortable. Uh, yeah, here we go. Look, it's propaganda. It's it's pretty much what has it's what has led to the culture war that we're dealing with now when people are starting to nitpick at the differences between men and women. And when you really sit there and think about it, it's like you say something this this it's really a. It's kind of vague when you think about it, when they say women mature faster than men. When you sit there and think about it and then you think about the outcome and when you think about where we are now, it's like if that were so true, why are y'all in the positions that y'all are in now? Why do y'all function the way y'all function? And I hate to go down this road, but I've, I've had to tell people, you know, close female friends of mine. I'm just sitting there like, think about what you just said. <laughs> that's one of my favorite things to say to people like think about what you just said break break down what you just said <laughs> and when you think about what you just said you're going to realize how the lack of self-awareness self-awareness in what you just said it's 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 mind-blowing for instance the tier maori situation mm-hmm. really bothers me but i'm going to go ahead and and i'm going to read some of the some of the stuff that's going on just I don't know TMRE personally. I don't pretend to. That's why a lot of times when I post stuff to my blog, I may just have like a reaction emoji or a face. I don't really say too much because these celebrities, I don't know much about them. But once again, remember, mature adults coming to public platforms, giving out the information that they give, you're going to bring you're going to you're probably going to respond to those to the to the little bit of information that you have. So I bring this up to say we all know that at less than six months ago, Tiamari, which is a woman, a female, a mature female, right? Because she she's she's a female, she's pushing 40 at least. She'd been making money since she was a child. You know, Sister Sister, one of my favorite shows growing up. Yeah. Faithful Watcher. I yeah. love them. I love the Maori twins. Would you have knocked down um, Lisa, Lisa Landry? Who was that? The mom. Mm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. But anyways, do your thing. Do your thing. Wow. This, this is why they say women are more mature. Like, think about the question you just asked me. <laughs> think about what you just said. I mean, I know the answer. I just want to make sure the people knew the answer. That's all. That's a, that's a, that's a sign of a good interviewer right there. Hey, true, true. Yeah, props given, props given. Tia Mari, mature female, mature lady. She comes on Twitter publicly and she says, I know love will find me again. Based on the little that we know, 
knowing that she was married for some odd years. I can't say off top. I pulled I pulled it up because I I knew we needed that information. Oh, okay. How long? Fourteen. Fourteen years has a child, right? Two. Two child. Two. uh, She has children. With a man, with one man, and that's something that, and she was married. That's something that a lot of women can't say. You know, fourteen years, two kids, one man. I would imagine as a mature adult you find compromise and you make sure certain things happen but let me let me simplify what i'm gonna say i feel maturity with maturity comes sacrifices comes discipline comes understanding the consequences of your decisions so on and so forth based on the little information that i know i feel like that tia Mari situation was very immature because i know for a fact that the reason they divorced was rec- uh, irreconcilable differences, correct? Correct. Meaning, was that what? Yeah, no, I'm just saying correct. I'm agreeing I with you. I probably butchered the word because I've never had to say it out loud. But knowing that, to me, we all know no-fault no divorces is a big thing in modern society, which in if you don't know what no-fault divorce is, from what I understand, you pretty much can divorce somebody for any reason you want. It could be something extremely trivial. So, two mature people, you say what? You can divorce somebody because of the ick. Straight up. And, and you divorcing somebody because of the ick, in my opinion, is extremely immature. I don't find that person to be a person that I think is a responsible adult because of what comes with that. You marry. When you get married, I believe, especially hearing women talk about marriage, Marriage isn't easy. Marriage is this and marriage is that. So that means that you'll be very careful with your marriage. You'll be very careful with who you marry. You'll be very careful with the decision of divorce because we can all admit that in modern society, we all know divorce is way too easy. But the conclusion that we come to with div- when, when it comes to divorce is mad wild to me. So just looking at this tweet, somebody talking about I will find love again. Like, if I was a man that was even in her radar, I'd be terrified. Like, hope you find love again. Should I hope it ain't me? Due to the fact that you had a situation going on for 14 plus years and you woke up one day and you wasn't feeling it. Okay. Now, 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 now. Let's, let's, let's shoot some bell here. Let's shoot okay. a little bell here. Go ahead. We don't know what was going on on the inside. You know, they it was still, it was still the, the irreconcilable differences like that's like yeah like i mean i get it sometimes you fall out of love with people they stop doing the things that they used to do you don't do the things that you used to do it becomes more of a task than you know whatever what have you but i also agree with you that there's a level of maturity that needs to be demonstrated there to a either get through that and reconcile those those differences or b it's like okay this is something bigger that that's, that's tearing us apart because it's hard to sit here and say that you made two kids you know he wasn't beating on you you weren't beating on him nobody was cheating nobody had a weird porn or gambling addiction like you just like yeah just don't like this person anymore and it's like how did how did 14 years of everything just kind of go out the window like that it's like oh no we're still going to be good friends or whatever it's like well if you're still going to be good friends why why could you still be good mates 
and this is coming from somebody that's never been married, so I, I have no fucking idea. Which is fair. And once again, I'm going to keep saying, with the limited information that I have, these are celebrities. When celebrities do things, information pours out, shit leaks. We're used to that today. So like you just said, and based off her husband, her ex-husband's, you know, his some of his statements, it caught him off guard. So we already know for a fact that it wasn't perfect because there are communication issues there. Clearly. There are communication Clearly. issues there because why is he caught off guard? He should be able to, he should have been able to see it coming. Most men be seeing the shit coming. They just try to ignore the shit. They be like, when when a when a woman has had it and she's had enough, men know. But for him to be caught off guard or to say he was caught off guard, once again, just the information we have, it says a lot. That's why this response to me in the, in the Twitter comments, which act, there are more responses to this. I just this one, this particular one is interesting to me. She says it's and it's a woman apparently saying the the the, the, uh, the, the <laughs> fucking never mind. She replies, the fact that you had such blessings and bliss with your husband and kids, then willingly gave it up to tweet about finding exactly what you let go is what makes this tweet sad, yet funny as fuck. It's saddening that the evil of feminism got you like that. I believe in you, though. You can I believe sit, in you, though? Straight up. You can sit here and say that this, this replier is jumping to conclusions. Yeah, with the information that we have... The conclusion that she came to, in my opinion, seems pretty fair because, once again, there are women out there that are clamoring at the opportunity to be married for 15 years and have two kids and not calling anybody out. But at the end of the day, one of the responses was basically something along the lines of how do we know that, like you just said, how do we know that they were happy, da, 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 this and that. See, that's the problem. <laughs> 14 the problem? years, bro, go by. It take you 14 years to figure out if you're happy or not. That's a problem. To me, to circle back to the point shows a lot of immaturity. It shows a lot of lack of development cognitively. Like, that's an issue. I don't know too many people that take 14 years to make a decision. Like, And, it, and it's, it's kind of like the whole thing where they talk about, you know, a man knows within X amount of time if he wants to marry you, which I push back on because a lot of the stuff is like, okay, I may want to marry this woman, but I need to get some shit together in my life. Just personally. I mean, it happens quite often. If you, if you have an honest conversation with a man, he might, he might be like, either I'm in a bad place for this woman right now, or I need to be in a better place for myself to attract this woman. Couple, couple, couple things at play there. So, fourteen years at one point in time, y'all were in lockstep with two kids. With two kids, decisions were made. Decisions were made. I'm not talking about somebody just sitting there trying to figure out if they want to marry you or not, like this ASAP Rocky and Rihanna situation. I'm saying, fourteen years, decisions were made, critical decisions. Marriage happened, children happened, living together happened. Sharing your life with somebody for 14 years and then waking up and saying, no, this ain't it. To me, that shows a lack of maturity because with common sense and with the experience of life that I have, most people make decisions like that when they get bored. Let me tell you something. Based off the limited information that I have about marriage, it ain't always going to be fun. 
<laughs> like with any relationship, with any pairing, business isn't fun. Some of the some of the best things in life aren't fun 24-7. And if you're looking for it to be fun 24-7, guess what, Jay? You're immature. You're living a dream. That that's and that's my take on that. And it's so, and it's and she's and she's 44. 44? Oh. So I you invested that. 14 years into into this relationship. I'll, you're you're late prime, really. From from the time you were thirty to forty four, you invested into this relationship, and now it's like, all right, now thirty now, is a good age. Thirty is a great age. Yeah, thirty is a good age. It's, I I would say, just based on the based on modern technology and the way people take care of themselves, you know, thirty isn't terrible. Everybody's not blessed to get to thirty and still be popping. A lot of y'all think y'all popping at thirty six and thirty eight and thirty four, and y'all are y'all wild and like. Y'all been done for 20 since y'all were 27. Not too many. I'm telling you, not too many women crack 30 and really still popping. And when I say that, I mean, like, naturally still popping. The more you have to enhance yourself, meaning get your body done, filters and makeup and so on and so forth, you're clearly not popping anymore. You're struggling to maintain that poppingness. Just saying. Just saying, you didn't have to do all that when you was 26, 24. You had to do that when you was in college. In college, it was bop, 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 some, some foundation. You was out the door because you you know that, that you you was popping. But now you're 33, it takes you two hours to get dressed. Even for men at 25, hey, sometimes all you had to do is take your shirt off. Bruh. In your late 30s, mid-30s, your bank account might want to be brighter. Hey, you started off conversations with how much money you making. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, but but once again, those different tiers in that though. I, I feel like with women, it's the early 30s. With men, it's those, it's those, it's the mid four, it's the it's the late 30s, early 40s. Like the sexual market value, man, is it, it aligns itself in a certain way. That's why, once again, this 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 Leonardo this Leonardo DiCaprio situation is hilarious to me too. Cause it's just like if you understand the sexual marketplace you got to understand that women are attracted to certain things <laughs> women women are attracted to to st- stability women like handsome guys you know that bank account that bank account makes some women wet you know so <laughs> it, it's you know it's it, so on and so like forth. like 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 i said you know i could pull up to chick-fil-a in a hundred thousand dollar car and i might hit on the server a woman pulls up to Chick-fil-A in a $100,000 car. She don't even want you talking to her. <laughs> and, 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 and my arg- my my counter to that, which is, which is you're right. The only way that woman in that $100,000 car is looking at, at one, the server, in any type of way, is if she's clearly past her primes, she pushing 50. And she looking for a young tenderoni, you know. She's like, I I would love one, you know what I'm saying? Because I know I could dominate one based on the fact that I have a certain status, so on and so forth. And the likelihood of me getting one in a, in another ten years when he's better established is is highly unlikely because I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pushing 55, 60. He ain't gonna look my direction. He might look my direction now because he doesn't have what I have. <laughs> he probably doesn't even find me that sexually attractive, but he doesn't have what I have. 
I pull up in this six-figure vehicle. I'm decent. Makeup has me looking okay. And once again, one is the server. His his selection pool isn't that great because 22-year-old one, guess what 22-year-old one is able to, to, to pull at that time? Women that are probably a little bit younger than him or women that are in his in his tax bracket about his age. But for the most part, one is not getting a chick in, in her primes. That's 28, 29 established. It's not happening because yeah, a yeah. bad because a chick that is a dime that is in her in her in her late 20s. dog. She 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 trying to pull up on little baby. She trying to pull up on on, on Lil Wayne and Drake because she knows she got it like that. I mean, it's it's and they know it. They know it. The thing is, they know it until they don't, and when they don't know it is when the issue starts. Immaturity. That's that's, that's like my old ass being thirty five years old deciding. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna go to Sam Houston State University homecoming this year. And not only am I going hey, to go to homecoming. Hey, 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 hey. I thought you that's what you be doing, right? What? What? I thought that's what y'all be doing. I be seeing a lot of people be going to homecoming. First of all, I haven't been to homecoming since I left college. Oh, hey, I, I've probably been to one game since I've left college. Well, I'm glad you opened that door. But that's <laughs> like my super old ass, even though I'm financially stable, going up there to the college. And I'm trying to talk to 21, 22-year-old campus sorority chicks. Like, they might see me and be like, okay, he got he got money. He got some shit put together. He's, you know, he still could pass for late 20s or whatever because, you know, the jeans the are the jeans. They do all right. But at the same time, Actually, no, because they probably would settle down with me. Yeah, of course they yeah, would. They probably would, because <laughs> I'm I'm giving you everything that you're dreaming of right now. I'm giving you what you, what you're going to college for right now. Twenty year old hot women are looking for the thirty year old men that are established, that look good, that they're attracted to, and can take care of them. Like that's what they want. They just it's just so many options out there right now that they don't they feel like okay, I'm I'm gonna grab it at the right time. And the next thing they know, they're 34 and they're not in their prime anymore. It's no longer the right time because they rolled the carousel too long. But to bring it back to the homecoming thing, look, man, I've always thought it was weird to go back to college or high school to do anything. You know, so I just I've never been a fan of that. So when I see people do it, I've, I haven't passed judgment. But it's like, man, like the homecoming thing is like a big deal in our community. Like they really be going back to that shit, like really be enjoying themselves. I'm like, are you like, why y'all got so much school spirit? Like get the fuck out of there and go do something else. Like you don't even know these kids that are playing. Get out of their way. They need you. They ain't got no more seats because of you. Get your <laughs> old ass on somewhere. But once again, that's something that's been normalized. So I can't really knock it, but I still, you know, I think it's I think it's kind of strange. Like I just I've never had school spirit like that. Didn't care about my high school. Didn't care. Like somebody asked me the other day, like they was like, "Hey man, you know what? What uh, you doing this for college?" And I'm like, "I graduated from there and I left. I don't give a shit about that place. I don't care. What the fuck?" (laughs) fuck? It's like, hey, you know, I got out of here. That's, that's, that's it. I mean, unless y'all finna name something after me, then it was a means to an end. I don't... A necessary evil. 
you know the fuck they people <laughs> you're so offended right now because <laughs> i be tripped out like i people really be loving school i'm like why aren't you a teacher <laughs> i mean and, and if you can't go do it again at that age you were at then why i mean i see people going you know if you're going back you know get you get your this this and this but you ain't hanging out on the yard <laughs> you ain't trying to pledge Bruh, look, once again, not passing judgment, even though I'm passing judgment. I'm just saying, it just sounded way judgmental. <laughs> I be trying, bro. I, I, it doesn't get to me to the point where, like, it ruins my day. I just kind of see this shit and I be like, hmm, that's odd. And I just keep on going. Like, the judgment is passed and my, I carry on with my day. But it's not to the point where it's like I'm going to scrutinize you and demonize you and and um, crucify you. Uh, I got I got two questions for shit that makes me say, hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not the same question, but I have a maximum of two questions. Mm-hmm. So if I'm curious enough to ask questions, I'm only going to ask two. Two. And if I can't get a reasonable understanding of those two questions, then I'm just keep on pushing. Keep on pushing. And then sometimes I'll see some shit like, you know what? I'm not even going to waste my questions on this. <laughs> I mean, you said that many times to me. I'm just going to leave this alone. I, I reserve it. my questions. Look, I've, I've experienced that. I feel like it's only one, really. Because <laughs> once that one, if you get what you want from that one, you'll be like, okay, yeah, this is enough. This yeah, is not going to go down the road that I like. I'm not giving you the second one now. That's why I like fucking with Keith, man, because uh, <laughs> he's a funny guy. You gotta let my man's make it, dog. Because I'm, I'm not gonna lie. What you said, top three comic book movies? I want to say Blank Man. <laughs> Blank Man, Meteor Man, Shazam, Shazam. It's it's an opinion. It's an opinion. When it's all said and done, but. It's but it's, it's it's also good to have a friend that's a director that's that's in this atmosphere. So you know, because uh, like I tell y'all all the time, I don't watch movies the way that y'all watch them. I watch them very casually. I don't watch movies the way he watches them either, though. No, no, probably no. somewhat similar. But I think I go into certain movies with certain expectations. Like I can, I have like a switch. I'm realistic with my expectations. I could look at a trailer or a teaser and be like, okay. For example, I think the the summer the the I think the best movie from what I've seen the, the movie that's gonna come out this summer that's probably gonna be the best movie is gonna be Oppenheimer. But obviously, Oppenheimer's probably gonna be seen like by a million people. This shit ain't gonna make no money, probably. Well, you never know. But the movie watcher, movie watchers are gonna watch that movie. For most people. The average movie watcher, they're probably going to like The Little Mermaid. Like, that's, you know, I'm just saying. Like, that's, they either going to watch The Little Mermaid or what else is coming out? I really don't know. Um, I think Marvel has something coming out in, like, May. Okay, so it's Guardians of the Galaxy? I think so. Okay, that's, that's not like. I have something else coming out in June, too. Oh, Flash comes out in June. That's what it is. <sighs> like I said. Cocaine Bear comes out February 24th. It, it, it. And that's the thing. Like, I can watch Cocaine Bear. I can watch Flash. I can watch these movies, but I'm not gonna go in there with the same lens 
You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna go in there with a with a with different lenses because I have certain expectations. And 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 if I have that lens on, and then the lens starts like changing mid movie, like oh shit, I gotta take this lens off. I'm I'm missing some shit. It may <laughs> happen, but for the most part, man, I I I just go in there with and, and and I'm always very I always try to remember that moment that I watch a movie, and that's how I can rate a movie. Because I can tell you right now, I don't remember much from Logan. But I can tell you right now that I remember when I watched Logan, I was very impressed. I'm like, damn, this is actually the best in the in the in there in that universe. Because uh, I know you said you didn't really care for the X Men that much, but I'm telling you right now, Logan and Days of Future Past, those are some good ass movies. Them hoes really hold up. But that's why we also said Warner Brothers, Sony, and Fox were the top villains because they really fucked up some great things by not just being able to come together. Like they did with the Spider Man, like with, with Spider Man, because they had common sense with Spider Man. They were like, okay, we can't fuck this up. We all know that. Let's, we, let's, you know, let's get this money together. Exactly. Like, right. And it's crazy because as much as Sony is the villain, Sony, because we were just talking about comic book movies, I would actually put Spider Man multiverse neck and neck with The Dark Knight and Infinity War. Like, that's the same tier. Like that motherfucker Miles Morales, like that soundtrack was dope, and that movie was amazing. Like that movie was amazing from start to finish. I don't really care what they're gonna do with uh, part two, because I think they're probably gonna go. <laughs> they're gonna fuck it up. They're gonna fuck it up. They're gonna fuck it up like they're gonna do Joker two. There's no, there's no reason for Joker two. Like no. we can't sit here and act like Joker is not on the same tier as The Dark Knight. But just out of fairness, and because it, it gets too complicated, that's why I said you gotta do tiers, and. The Joker is on the same tier with the Dark Knight, which is on the same tier with am I what's that movie called? It's Spider Man the, the the multiverse, right? And on the multiverse, yeah. It's yeah, it's a, that that's on the same tier as is Infinity War. It's like those like the those like and then, then you got Logan, and then for me personally, you got Days of Future Past. So you got about six, you got five or six movies that are on that same tier. Then you drop down a notch, and you got another five or six movies, and you drop down a notch. Got about four tiers, and after that, it really doesn't matter. You got your bright burns. You got your blah blah blahs. <laughs> Which I, I I was fine. I'm fine with bright burn and sucker punch and Watchmen. Yeah, those are low tier movies, kick but ass. they're kick, but they're enjoyable. They were, and I remember the first time I went to go watch Kick Ass. I enjoyed it. But because I'm not you serious. you you weren't expecting Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight. You no. were expecting some slap some slap. What do they call it? Slapstick comedy. Some bumbling amateur hour type stuff. Which is what I honestly would expect from Quantumania. I feel like Quantumania is probably going to be a third or fourth tier type of movie, like Black Adam, like Shazam. Um, and I think that for the most part, they'll be entertaining and it may be something memorable about, memorable about it, but it's not going to be something that I'm just going to. Um, I don't think it's something I'm going to meme about all day because nowadays that's what I feel like. Keith is more along the lines of if you can't meme about it, then it ain't really we're talking about. Like I feel like if it's not main, if it doesn't enter the mainstream, it doesn't become a part of pop culture. It ain't really, it ain't really that great. That's what I kind of feel like. Cause I feel like the top three he chose were very memeable. They, they, you mean Green Goblin? Like Green Goblin has some memes. What's the one? What is we uh I'm somewhat of, somewhat of a scientist myself, you know what I'm saying? Like 
that's that's iconic line. Like everything he chose to me is like pop culture. You could you could pull pop culture references immediately. We mm-hmm. all know that Heath Ledger's Joker is probably the most memeable. So so on and so I feel like that's what he more along the line connects with, and that's how he grades success. They they that, they still fine. use Heath Ledger quotes to this day. To this like day, have, I don't know if you've seen on social media where they have that um that uh they have that well here we go as it leads into uh what is it superheroes and villains off of um villains villains off um Metro Boomin album. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I mean, you you can't. I mean he he's his performance is basically up there with godfather it's up there it's up there with me like you can you can take shit from fucking audrey hepburn movies like it's up there like like you can't deny like it's a part of pop culture and it's gonna be a part of pop culture forever i will and 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 this is this is something that our, our generation will understand it's up there with napoleon dynamite and i say this because People thought Napoleon Dynamite was real because I forget I forget um, the, the actor's it. name, huh? Because of how it was recorded. Because how it was recorded and the acting that was done. It's like, yeah, yeah. oh, you thought this was real? If you had never seen Batman before, didn't know anything about superheroes, you've seen um, Heath Ledger's Joker, you'd be like, is this is this a real person? Is this? No, straight up though, straight up though. And and the crazy thing about Napoleon Dynamite is um I think I I remember I thought there was like a documentary about it. <laughs> I, I do, I thought there was a documentary about it, like just because I I wanna say even though we're saying that it wasn't real, I believe that the director like pulled it from like some real life experiences though. But Anyways, the, the the uh John Heater was the Napoleon John Dynamite, Heater, yeah. and his career was supposed to take off after that, but he's set for life. I know he had that movie, uh, Roller Roller, but was it with the with the uh, where he was rollerblading with Real Ferrell, uh, Blades, uh, Blades of Glory. Of that shit, that was a. I'm gonna be honest with you, early 2000s was a great time for comedy. Bro, the comedy budget, is the budget for Napoleon Dynamite was four hundred thousand. Four hundred, yeah, it was it was very. It was, that's what I'm saying. Like it was. It was forty six million, and it's still making money to the day. I'm sure it wasn't supposed to be what it became. That's that is what you call a cult classic. Yeah. Um, early two thousand was a great time for comedy. Late nineties was a great time for comedy. Comedy is absolutely garbage now, in my honest opinion. It's extremely cringe. It's not relatable to me, and I don't. I really can blame social media for the reason that social that comedy is trash now. Like, when was the last time you saw? Something that holds up to a super bad or uh, the first Anchorman or Meet the Falkers or um, something that holds up to name a Michael Sarah movie because Michael Sarah was killing in the early 2000s. Um, oh, name, name some of the, the earlier Steve Carroll shit like Juno. <laughs> um, was it was Steve Carroll like Crazy Stupid Love, a 40 year old virgin? My my favorite uh, Michael Sarah was the one was, was the superhero one. Oh, what was the superhero one? Um, was that Kick Ass? No 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 no. It was um fuck. Uh, was, uh, he was in Superbad. Um, I can't believe I forgot this one. It was, it was a couple famous people. I think Chris Evans was in this movie that I'm thinking about. 
Oh, he was in Molly's Game. Yeah, that was a great movie. He was Michael Sarah in Molly's Game. Basically. <laughs> Did you Basically. <laughs> no, he was literally Michael Sarah. Oh, he played he played Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. If I'm not mistaken, oh, I, I didn't Michael know that. Sarah. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, damn, what's the name of this movie? You gonna see it? It's gonna be it's gonna jump out at you. It's a superhero movie. Uh, I'm not seeing anything. God damn, talk some shit while you talk, cause I know when I say this, uh, you're gonna be like, oh shit. Cause what you call it was in it too from uh. From whatchamacallit. No, <laughs> whatchamacallit from whatchamacallit was whatchamacallit from whatchamacallit was. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I I never seen that movie. Oh man, tonight turn turn that shit on. <laughs> turn that shit on. You gotta turn that shit on. Scott Pilgrim versus the world is a fucking classic. Was he in um was he in Now You See Me? Was that him or was that somebody else? No, that, that was like that was sir. That was a uh, whatchamacallit. That's Jesse Eisenberg. That's you're thinking Jesse yeah, Eisenberg. Yeah, 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 I noticed yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't that was the only one I had beef with. I thought Lex <laughs> Luthor. No, seriously, I thought Lex Luthor. I thought Jesse Eisenberg was not a great Lex Luthor. No, I thought he was okay. Every time I watched that movie, I just always felt like, yeah, I like Jesse Eisenberg as an actor. I would like to see him as a different villain, though. He I felt like he gave me more of a playful Joker vibe than a billionaire mastermind. He, he could even been the Riddler. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, he's a cutting guy. This podcast is going off the rails. <laughs> Fuck it. This, this is a, it's, it's coming out, first of all, it's coming out on a Saturday. Um, true, true, true. Yeah, like, okay, you know. But yeah, I, that that was the only one I had beef with, because I've always felt like I wanted a more mature Lex Luthor. And um, I was other people I could think of at the time. But, you know, at the time, Brian Cranston was a very good choice. But everybody was just saying, like, how, you know, he was too old. And I'm like, well, look at it now. Doesn't even exist anymore. But for, so for this movie, it would have been perfect. Um, now you got James Gunn coming in and he's about to basically. I don't believe this is my hot take. I believe Henry Cavill is still still Superman. I think that he I think James Gunn is going to pull a fast one. And this I, and this was a conversation I wanted to bring up with Keith, too, because, like, why do people walk away from these roles when it's just like this, this is your bread and butter. Like Henry and and and, and Sherlock Holmes is garbage, but you're Superman. Who the fuck is Henry? Henry Cavill. In Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, he's in Sherlock Holmes. No, not Sherlock Holmes. It's uh, fuck, Anola Holmes. Anola Holmes. Oh, don't nobody give a fuck about that shit. Oh, you're right. Yeah, so I see what you said. <laughs> like, why would you? Why, he shouldn't have walked away from The Witcher for that shit. Like, and I hated The Witcher, but if you, if I'm if I'm put, I'm gonna put in. First of all, he fucked up Man of Steel because he wanted to go do um, Mission Impossible, which is uh, uh yeah. I can see. But that. it's like, bro, because of that, that's a franchise. Like, if you tell me to come do Star Wars, I'm coming to do Star Wars. You, you, Right now, I probably wouldn't. I ain't gonna lie to you. Star Wars is. I, I do some Disney Plus Star Wars. I don't know. That's that's another rabbit hole. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fuck it, man. I told you it's a Saturday. <laughs> I'm definitely jumping on that Man Mandalorian bandwagon. Oh, yeah, I, 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 it's like what's the other one? Um, 
because he he what a conversation he didn't want to get into with me is Star Wars and from worst from best to worst. Boys, I want to get in that conversation with me because I'm gonna tell you straight up. Star Wars Rogue One, hands down, nothing touching it. I loved Rogue One. I Not loved touching Rogue One. It. But it's people that are going to fight you tooth and nail about these other ones. And I'm just like, bro, Rogue One. It don't get no better than that. I loved Rogue One. They and killed I'm not, that and, shit. And I'm definitely not a Star Wars guy. I think that shit was an accident. I think, I think I've seen them all, you know, by, by happenstance. I watched them in order. Like, order they were released or order they should have been? Yeah, order they should have been. Okay. I've, I've seen them all by hap, ha, happenstance, but it's like, oh, Rogue One. I think I went to the theaters and seen that. I was like, oh, no, this is the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to exit the nerd talk. <laughs> God, Let's get back to some more basic shit. Let's yeah. talk about... um. It's going to go down a dark path because this is something that bothered me and I, we never got a chance to talk about it. And it's just interesting to me the way it faded away in the media and and basically, you know, as the show goes to an end, I'm pretty much here to bash the media because I fucking hate the media with a passion. You ever see that meme with a dude in the corner with the cup in his hand and he like, they don't know I hate the media. <laughs> Why everybody else partying? <laughs> everybody else partying. It's like, we know you talk about this shit all the goddamn time. <laughs> I fucking hate the media. I hate it. Just in case y'all didn't know. But the Tyree Nichols situation, I might have butchered his name. I'm sorry if I did, but Ty, Tyree Nichols, so that's his name? Yeah. Okay. T-Y-R-E. Okay. That shit pissed me off because it goes back to what I said three or four years ago on the podcast. And I was I was basically slandered because I felt this way. And I'm going to keep saying it. The community loves trauma porn. You can't deny the shit. With the Tyree Nichols situation, there was no reason for that video to be circulating the way it was. Why y'all still watching this shit? Why y'all still entertaining this shit? And do y'all really care? Because y'all ain't talked about it in two weeks. It I'm was not just seeing not one moment. second of that video. I've been stopped entertaining that shit, bro. Like, y'all gotta stop that shit. I don't like fight videos. I don't like a lot of that shit, bro. It's, I don't care for trauma porn. I do like fight videos. Because you're a fucking psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I catch a fight video every now and then because the shit it's gonna come and like the shit pop up. It, to be off subject, you remember that old fight video where the guy they were fighting in New York and the guy was just posted up and the two dudes were fighting. Then he hit the dude that was just like leaning on the pole, so now he was fighting two niggas. Damn, <laughs> this dude was just minding his business. Body his kind of two piece caught a straight. Like, Hold up. I just said, but I, I just accidentally seen one the other day where. A dude, he was on a beach or something. He was just beating people up. No, he and was just dude, knocking people out. He was just he wasn't beating people up. They was, was on the ground. And he was still punching them. I'm like, what's going What the hell is going on here? This the type of shit I don't like. Because he was cold cocking motherfuckers. And niggas was like, man, this is what this is what you get from the MMA. Like, this is he's a, this MMA type shit. I'm like, yeah, the MMA shit that really them fucks some boys up. Like, that shit ain't cool. You don't hit a person when they down. No. That's 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 a universal law. Um, that's just that we 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 talking broad broad. We talk broad knuckles like bare knuckles. Like you ain't got to punch a nigga when he down. He down. He down. I understand if you you know somebody trying to rob you or something like that. And you you shoot him and you would fear for your life so on and so forth. But anyway, yeah, I just I don't fuck with trauma porn, man. And that shit that be that circulates after these situations is fucking disgusting. And I'm tired of the shit constantly happening. And like I said. Ain't nobody paying attention to that shit right now. What what they focused on right now, Jay? Uh, 
Chinese balloons, UFOs, and hazardous waste spills. Hazardous waste spills. You might as well go ahead and throw the the Michigan State shooting in there, too. You see how the media redirects your mind constantly? The media redirects your mind constantly. And the motherfucker be like, they they rebuttal is, oh, we can focus on multiple. No, y'all can't. No, y'all can't. Y'all stupid. Y'all can't focus on multiple things. Focus on what matters and what affects you personally. I think that's important. And to me, and to me, there's a lot of motherfuckers out here that are about to be sick when they get their tax refunds back. There are a lot of motherfuckers out about to be sick when they realize how much money they're spending versus what they were spending two years ago. The motherfuckers that are out here about to be sick when they realize that they're getting finessed by the government that they elected, quote unquote. This motherfuckers out here about to be sick when those food stamps, get the cut. food stamp shit get cut by 30, 40%. Like, y'all ain't paying attention to the right shit. Y'all constantly adjusting when in reality, if you're paying attention, you can avoid these things. The cycle continues because they constantly distract y'all with this bread and circus. And you're back at square one trying to figure out how do we fight this? How do we fight this inflation? How do we fight the fact that we're constantly getting screwed over financially? How do we fight the fact that within a two-year span, gas has went up 70% and the president goes on TV and saying gas is cheaper than it's ever been? Nigga, what? <laughs> common sense ain't so common. That's been a working title for a while. Hey, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. What Thanos watched the Hulk in 12 seconds. <laughs> that's, that's just a random thought. First of all, you flagrant for that. Because <laughs> it was 22 seconds. 22, that's right. That's right. Give give Hulk that extra 10 seconds. <laughs> extra 10 seconds. Ass whooping. That's what what is, let, let him have his fun. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Damn, play with that boy. It's like food. Like food. What a time. Chicken. What a time. What a fucking time. Kevin Durant is on the Phoenix Suns. What a time. I didn't know Kevin Durant. I didn't know Kevin Durant was 34. Thought he was older or younger. I thought he was younger. Mm, You just don't realize. How old you are? Basically. At times. And that's that's, that's the same thing I told my mom. I was like, damn, my idols are my age. Pretty much. Yeah. But you you and Braun the same age, huh? Day apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. D Wade is older though, right? D Wade and Mello are older. Yeah, yeah. D Wade, Mello, and Bosch are older. I think they graduated 01 and 02. I always just that's what I used to pay attention to when they graduated high school. Because you get lost in the glitz and the glamour. Because because uh, Steph Curry is older than Kevin Durant. Which is crazy, huh? Yeah, it is crazy. Yeah. That's I just that's just a random fact that I know. So oh, I want to I mean, I want to say Kevin Durant. I mean, Steph Curry is your age. But once again, I mean, you're older Kevin, than Kevin Durant's Durant. 34. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Travis yeah, yeah. Kelsey is 35. That's why he wears jersey number 87. I seen that in an interview. I was like, oh, shit, I wish I could do that at 35. His size shocked me. 
when I saw him at the parade. I know he was a big guy, but he looks like a big beer drinking motherfucker. <laughs> he probably I'm is. Like, yeah, that's a big beer drinking. I would love to hang out with Travis Kelsey. I would probably yeah. have to tap out early, but I'd love to hang out with Travis Kelsey until about like eleven. I don't brag about this often, man, because I really can't <laughs> brag. <laughs> but I've I've caught myself in situations like when I've been like just randomly drinking. I'm like, man, I can hang with some Mexicans, man. <laughs> And that shit be shocking me sometimes. I be, I be trying to like, man, I'm sticking with these niggas. All right, okay. I ain't, I, ain't little, I ain't a little bitch no more either like I thought I was. Because back in the day, catch me five, six years ago, I was trash. Tolerance was low to the ground. Like, to the ground. <laughs> but now, it, 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 be, it be shocking me sometimes. I be like, damn, I'm, serious. I'm really hanging. You know, <laughs> I ain't shit the next day, but I be hanging. I be hanging. I, I think what it is is, I don't uh I, I it's just a key to like you got you gotta drink at a pace, man. I think some oh, people yeah. get, start having too much fun, they get excited. And I ain't over here advocating for motherfuckers to drink because I don't just be drinking like that, but I be I know people that drink on a regular basis that I can out drink while which is wild to me. Well, I don't know if I just feel like I can out drink, but I just be people like, man, you're, you're drunk already. You drink every day. And it'd be wild to me. Like I I drink low key, I drink once a week, maybe. Maybe. It, it may be a week go by, but like, I ain't doing shit. I ain't drinking, but I probably drink like once a week. And I'd be looking at my like, man, this motherfucker drunk. Like, drunk, drunk. I'm like, maybe I'm drunk too, and I'm just delusional. Like some of y'all women be. But, um. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it shocked me. I, I noticed it not too long ago, and I was like, man, you know, I, I, I hold up pretty well. Maybe it's just, maybe it's a mental thing. Maybe it's a metabolism. Who, who knows? But. I know motherfuckers that be getting drunk. Like maybe that's why they drink the way they do because they can get drunk. People like getting drunk. I mean, I'm not a fan of getting drunk. I'm not a fan of hangovers. I like she, to keep my wits about me. Bruh. <sighs> Last thing I'm gonna say about the media is the media is so fucking powerful that for the most part, I purposely made sure that we talked about the Pat Mahomes thing and you know just. Thinking about you know the Chiefs winning versus talking about Rihanna because the media is so powerful that your average person right now probably talking about Rihanna more than they talk about the Super Bowl, which is wild. I was listening to a podcast earlier and they were like, ah, there were 113 million people watching the Super Bowl and there were 118 million people watching Rihanna's performance. That's the power of Rihanna. No, no, no. The men and women that were in that 113. They just didn't change the channel. <laughs> the women that wanted to watch Rihanna tuned in at halftime. They watched Rihanna and then they left. That's not the the if the power of Rihanna is bringing in another five million, then yeah, absolutely. But it's not like she brought in hundred and eighteen new watchers. Nah, not at all. I know I didn't watch a minute, uh, a second of her performance. The only time I seen any of her performances on Instagram, I didn't change the channel, so it was there. I walked out and started having very deep conversations with people. It was <laughs> wild. Once again, and that's why I brought up the drinking thing because we was drinking, and my folks was was tapped. I'm just sitting there like the drink. I'm like, man, you fucked up already. I see that. Damn, I'm drinking. I'm like, okay, damn, man, it sucks to be you. <laughs> hey man, say man, sucks to be you. But shit, man, we didn't ramble long enough. Uh, 
time to think before I, I want to make sure I don't forget nothing. But who fucking cares? Because we podcast. It's a Saturday, baby. Yeah, we podcast whenever we want. You had any updates on your girl Megan Hall? No. A police officer that got ran through just in case. <laughs> God, I don't know why why she landed in my lap. <laughs> Out of all the laps she's been in, I don't know how she landed in mine. The latest update on Megan Hall is she says that her divorce was pending. Well, she was her situation was actually pending divorce because her relationship was rocky. But a month or two ago, she was saying that it was an open relationship. Once again, I'm just pointing at the maturity of women, and I think it's hilarious. But um, I'm gonna end on that note and then roll into to words of advice. Um, I don't actually have words of advice, but I'm just going to just wing something. I'm going to say a constant thing that I've been seeing lately is people that don't like to ask for help. And like, I kind of understand why people don't like to ask for help. I think a part of it comes from a PTSD of asking for help and then kind of being slandered for asking for help in a way like so it makes them uncomfortable moving forward it's like people would be so willing to ask for help if they ask for help they do what they need to do and it's like left alone but i think a lot of people that end up helping people tend to throw it in people's faces and everybody kind of has that fear and at that point they're just like fuck it i don't want to be in that situation where somebody can use it against me once again think about what men go through when they share their feelings with women but anyways I passed the mic. <laughs> Let me put in my notes um, to download a gunshot sound effect because bro, shooting my boy. <laughs> the shit that it, ever since I brought that shit up on the last episode of sound effects, that shit been popping up like on my Instagram and in my Amazon and shit. Like I, I know how to do that shit now. Like I know it's like a it's like a um it's a it's a it's like a keyboard. That you can use. I'm gonna send this to and you. Like, and you program them in. You so can you program you, you, the sound Yeah, and I, I had just kept forgetting. It bothered me that it listened to our conversation that to that extent. That is but deep. I, when I have my AirPods on, my Siri is on. That's the only time my Siri is on. So that's when it's listening. So, yeah. anyways. First of all, I don't know why you didn't ask me about um, Alexandria Vera. I mean, that's that's a pedophile. I could have told you something about. Wow. She's still in jail, by the way, BT Dubs. Don't free her because she's definitely guilty. Um, my words of advice, short, sweet, to the point, pay your debts. Whether they be financial debts, physical debts, emotional debts, make sure you pay all your debts. It really saddens me that people are so comfortable with debt, but I ain't even hog what you said. I, I definitely respect that. Yeah, make sure you pay you, you pay your debts, all of them, because they're very, very. Um, that's important. That's a weight that you don't need on your shoulders. Yeah, I mean it's 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 all about your character. At the end of the day, it's about your character. Whether you know Best Buy personally, or you know whatever. Like what do we how we started the show? You know, being a good decent person is what you do when nobody's looking. Excuse me. So pay your debts when nobody's looking, except the credit bureaus because they are always looking.
Hey, 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 I'm in on this note. He asked a good question in the group chat because I was thinking about this shit earlier. I don't give two shits about the All Star Weekend. This is it's been it's been getting worse and worse. And I think the last time I was genuinely excited, Kobe was definitely in the game. Kobe was definitely playing. I want to say maybe it was a Derrick Rose, Kobe that era, maybe like early 2010s, late 2000s. I, I haven't. I think the NBA as a product is pure pure garbage, and I think it's been pure garbage for 10 years plus. I think the last time the NBA had probably a a decent draw was when LeBron won in Cleveland. Outside of that, it's it's been a struggling product for a while. But anyways, um, no, the last time I cared, well, what what made me stop caring about All Star Weekend is when they basically spoon fed Anthony Davis seventy five points. Damn, like oh, I think that was his last season in New Orleans. And they was like wanting him to get the record or something. So they just basically spoon fed him the ball. Nobody gave a shit about any kind of competition. It's like, all right. It's it's tough, man. It's real tough. That's why a lot of these records being broken now don't really mean a lot to me, dog, because the way the game is played, Knicks play Knicks play very little defense. And for somebody like myself, like I know, like I know what ex pros play like. I know what pros are capable of. Cause just coming across them. It's a different level of energy when you like just dribble it in front of them. The way they compete, and they compete that way well into their fifties. The shit don't stop. You know, it's just that the NBA product is so much more focused on offense and high scoring games that it, it takes away from what basketball really is. Basketball is a two way sport. It's not a one way sport. But once again, that's a situation. That's a t- conversation for another day. And um. As always, we appreciate talking shit to you guys. Like I said, it's, it was Valentine's Day for some. People probably enjoyed it. People probably didn't. Um, All-Star Weekend is here upon us. Um, if you're still interested in that type of thing, you know, hopefully you enjoy it. I think the three-point contest doesn't really have any uh, contestants that I really care about. The dunk contest is hella weird. I don't even know who's in the All-Star game, but you know, if that's what you want to do this weekend and you watch it, go ahead. Because I remember vividly when All-Star weekend and Valentine's Day usually align pretty well, but um, you know, that's the time of the pa- thing of the past. But anyways, enjoy your weekend. I hope you are able to listen to this on the day that it drops. Um, if you're listening to this in 2025, cool. I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't age poorly. Um, but once again, thank you and you're welcome. Um, and with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?